Blog Talk Radio. Hello and a beautiful good evening to you, good morning, wherever you may be, to my New Zealand and Australian friends that tune in and listen to the show. Always a pleasure having you to my Maori brothers and sisters out there in Auckland. Thank you for always tuning in. I appreciate you. Um, that is my home away from home. For those of you just joining me for the first time or have been active listeners, welcome to The Lion. I'm your host, David Matthew Brown. As always, the intention of this show has been the same for the past eight years when my show was inside out. Now it's The Lion. The intention is to emphasize and discover those people, groups, individuals that are literally doing good work on the planet and then hopefully they can sit down for a little bit of a chat and talk about it with all of us, and we can learn a little bit of something about ourselves or in my next guest's um, wonderful book we learned that we are in, and we'll talk more to Candy in just a minute or so. It's interesting the way that synchronicity kind of follows us. I was in a place today where I just want to kind of kick back and watch a movie, and I was clicking around my TV, and I found the end of Rocky too. For those of you that haven't seen any of the Rockies, uh, feel free to rent it on Netflix. I, I don't, I'm not a corporate sponsor or anything, but feel free to, to rent it. And what I like and what I really love about the Rocky movies is here's a man, the everyman, that is now going in the ring against a quote-unquote champ. And in Rocky II, he has this part where they're in like round 14 and it ends, and he gets in the corner he's with Mick, and Mick is telling him that they should just throw in the towel that he's been getting pounded out there and he's not going to win and they just throw in the towel. And Rocky looks at him and he said, please don't stop this fight. This is all I know. And I bring that up because of my next guest, uh, Claire Candy Hoff, who some of you have heard on my show. Um, she is an angel practitioner, Reiki master. She's an international radio show um, for her show on Blog Talk, which is really incredible. She's a clear clairvoyant, inspirational speaker, writer, author, and she does so much. She has a wonderful husband by the name of Pete. They are magic together when you watch them together and you have that chance to be with them. If you want to learn more about Candy and get this book that we're going to be talking about, feel free to go to www.angelhealinghouse.com. Uh, also, you can check out her show on blogtalkradio.com slash angelhealinghouse, and feel free to go there and download some of her stuff. Her show is every Tuesday at 11 a.m., so tune in this Tuesday. I'm sure she's going to have something extraordinary on there. Um, I first met Candy before I um, stop with my intro of her. I first met her after I read her children's book, uh, Angels of Faith, which is amazing. My daughter Harper loves it. And every once in a while, we have two books that we read. We read one by Donald uh, Walsh on forgiveness, which is a magical book. And we read Angel um, Angels of Faith by Candy. So... Two wonderful reads for my daughter when she's in the mood for just kind of kicking back and listening. Uh, so without further ado, I want to welcome Claire Candy Hoff to The Lion. Thank you so much, David. It is such a pleasure, an honor, and a joy to be with you again. Thank you. Well, you know what? I enjoyed and I was honored by your book, which we're going to talk about tonight uh, called One True Home Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness. It was interesting because here I am watching Rocky II. I'm watching this man getting pounded <laughs> essentially by life itself. <laughs> he's just continually getting pounded in the ring by Apollo Creed. And just when yeah. he's, when everybody around him wants him to quit, everybody wants him to go away, let's throw in the towel, let's stop the fight. Um, 
he says, no, this is, this is all that I know. Put me back in there. And then, of course, he goes in there and those of you that watch it will know the ending. But, you know, here I am and I had reread your book again. And, and I was the first thing that popped in my head. And we had talked about it briefly before we started the show, which is this. A lot of people right now. A lot of people are going through a lot of different things, whether they acknowledge it or not. Job loss, relationship loss, holding on to relationships that don't even work anymore, holding on to jobs that don't make them happy. La, 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 we all we all get that story. And so what I like about your book more than anything is that here's a book that is a story that will probably, as you have mentioned in other interviews that I saw you on, will probably be made into a movie, a wonderful movie. And it's not you writing a book about candy, giving the steps in the process. So let's start there. How did you decide that you were going to make this book into a story and not a normal, like, I'll use an example, like Gary Zukoff book? Here, here's some right. steps in the process, blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. The first thing is my motivation for the last 12 years since I had an angelic walking experience in January of 2003, is that everything comes from the angels and God. Um, they lead me. And so when they started giving me the references to um, heaven, to reincarnation, one true home kept on coming over and over and over again. And uh, then they told me in no uncertain terms to sit down and to channel this work. Now, I must tell you that it is singular. It is a unique book in that it is not written in a way that many books, like you have mentioned, have been written before on reincarnation in past lives um, because it's been written with the angelic codes of the um, age of Aquarius, the fifth dimension. And the Piscean age, which was the, the former age, was all about analytical, logical, and rational thinking. Um, it, it, those past lives both came from medical and scientific or spiritual reasons as to why you should believe in past lives. But they gave it to me as an adventure. You go on this adventure of remembrance with Angel, with Ariel, and, um, and as you go, as you go from her physical life and you cross over the veil after she's finished with that life and she crosses over the veil and you you go on her journey, which after a while, people have said um, they'll get 10, 20, 30 pages into the book, and they realize that her journey was the same journey that you took. So they might not have uh, had exactly the same past lives, but you experience, and it's awakening people to remember their divine, eternal natures and the journey that we all get to take as we choose our lives and then we go back to our one true home. Mm, yeah, yes. And you know what's fascinating was I remember opening up your book, and I was like, uh, wait a second, this doesn't sound like candy. Where am I right now? <laughs> Here I am in this, in this past life. And I was like, holy moly, is this the right book? And I looked at the cover, and I was like, yeah, this is the book. Okay. Just quickly, David, I was going to say, um, the, and the, also the, the idea for the book came from five of my most important past lives, and they mm. were the most important to me because I chose them because I grew the most spiritually. And, um, you know, it's Ariel's journey, but they're, but they're my important uh, past lives, and I, and I remember them vividly after I had my walking experience. 
So it it, uh, it came back to me, and the book flowed very easily. Yes, and with that, what I like about it is here here we're watching this character go on a journey. So you go through the past life, then you come back, and you have to let everybody know they're going to like an etheric council, and then you, you're yes. you're kind okay. of in there, right? Right, exactly. So when so when we cross over, the journey that we all get to take is a many times for those people who need to have a little bit of a um, a reminder where they are. They will go to their reunion uh, reunion party, their welcome home party in heaven, or, or across the veil, whatever you want to call that. And you'll see deceased relatives. You'll see uh, friends who have crossed over who are every bit as vibrant as they were on the earth plane. And, you know, you sit there, you, you stand there and you think, uh, this person crossed over, but they certainly don't look dead to me. And you have a reunion, <laughs> you have a reunion party. This is in no way condones or condemns what you did on the earth plane. It's just welcoming you back from uh, your physical incarnation. Then we would go to uh, the, um, the, our life's review. You know, we watch in some holographic form from birth to the time we crossed over, and we see like a flip page or a flip film, everything that we experience in that incarnation. And the, the interesting part about that is we, uh, by our actions, by our words and our thoughts, we see what that elicited in another person. Therefore, if we were loving and kind, we would feel that that person just felt all squishy and lovely and, and happy. But if we were duplicious, if we were hateful, if we were deceitful, if we were all of those negative things, we would feel what our actions and words caused in another person. After that, yes. we would go to the, to the Hall of Akashic Records, and we would meet with the Athera Council. And uh, it's not the Hall of Judgment. It's the Hall of Akashic Records where our Book of Life <laughs> is, is held. And then, and then we would, they would go over our contract to see how we went. You know, that nobody holds up a scorecard, you know, a seven, and the Russian judge gives us a two. Um, it, it's not like yeah. that. <laughs> no and so after that, everyone would get to choose what, you know, how they want to spend their time, um, which is a time of no time, um, working or playing or doing whatever they want um, across the veil. Yeah, you know what struck me was, and I know I posted this today, I'm looking for the page, and I can't find the page now. Uh, but what I like is, and what was kind of insightful, was when you had written that it's not murder so much as, you know, the worst thing. The worst thing is the emotional, right? The emotional um, stuff we put on people. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely, I loved what you uh, what you put on your Facebook page um, as you quoted that uh, that passage in the uh, in the book, um, where it said that um, you know on on the earth plane the worst thing that we can do is uh, is murder somebody else you know is murder somebody, um, but right. the the real the worst thing that uh, that you know is uh, portrayed in heaven is when the systematic um, taking away um, a, a, the emotional trauma that you willingly and consciously 
cause somebody for them to lose their light and so you can control them and bully them and for your own agenda. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you have some, what, you have some great wisdom and insight and what's great is you acknowledge that here we are and we are in the midst of a remembering. So we already have the ancient wisdom. It's already in us and we are remembering. And as you bring that up in the book, we're following Ariel, who means, which means lion of God, which is perfect for the show. And we're following Ariel on this journey. And at the end of kind of each uh, past life, we're learning with her as well. And one of the things that really captured me towards kind of not the tail end of the book, was this idea of a spirit hospital. Yes. I mean, quite yes. literally, like I was like, a spirit hospital? <laughs> I just, well, I've never heard of that in my life, nor did I ever imagine one. But I get least, after reading yeah. that part in the book, I was like, you're going to need one. And so can you talk a little bit about a spirit hospital? Absolutely. You know, unlike the earth plane, which can be very inhuman, it's funny that we're human, but a lot of times we're inhumane to how we treat others um, in, in, mm. on, our, on our beautiful, beloved planet. Um, you know, uh, when, um, a, when a, a soul is emotionally uh, traumatized, when they've had a long uh, bout of pain and suffering, they lose so much of their life that they're not even strong enough to go through the transition process to even even um, have any have any remembrance of where they are and to be able to view their life because sometimes it's so abusive and it's so controlling and it just is so you know um, it's so horrific for them um, and so the first thing that they would be met with when they go through the tunnel is an angel to take them to spirit hospital. Now, in spirit hospital, it's like you're wrapped and you're cocooned and you are shown mm. the angelic language of light. You are loved back into health. It doesn't matter how long you're in there. Um, actually, the former soul that was in this body was so traumatized by um, her ex and so traumatized by being a victim, that she was in spirit hospital for 10 years and she was only released last year. Um, but it doesn't matter how long you're in there, and that's because they don't let anybody get left behind and not loved, which I think is just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And they just want every soul to be um, at peace and back to being healthy. Yeah, and you know what, you, with that, one of the beautiful experiences that you share with us on this journey, on Ariel's journey, your journey, is mm. also that of the twin flame. And yes. a lot of people on recently, probably over the past like three months, it seems like kind of a hot topic in like new age philosophy or like what people post. And it's interesting reading it from your perspective on what actually is a twin flame. And I, I know when I watched you on Rachel's show on Friday, you had talked about the difference between a soulmate and a twin flame, and you mentioned that in the book. And I, I love how you bring all that up. So can you just talk a little bit about that for the listeners? Absolutely. You know, a lot of people, it is a buzzword that they want to find their twin flames. Um, and... Um, one of the first things I must say is you don't find a twin flame by looking for them, by searching for them. 
You find it by turning the mirror back on yourself and completing your karma. Um, nothing can remain inside of you anymore that triggers or makes you reactive because if it's there, it's something to do with anger, sadness, bitterness, resentment, regret, um, that is still judgment, criticism, defensiveness, that is still going to um, um, constrict the energy and stop you from connecting with that divine inside of you and once you connect with the divine inside of you, then you can draw a divine partner to yourself. Um, and, Pete, and don't get me wrong. I mean, Pete and I um, are twin flames. We married 12 years ago. And um, it is really romantic. But people are not ready. They say, oh, it'd be so romantic. It is. But the main purpose for twins coming together is, is because you're on a mission to God. And then... Your life does not become your own. You give up the ego, and then wherever God tells you to live, whatever God tells you to do, because it's the twin flame is always a triad. It's uh, the masculine, peach, feminine, candy, with God leading the way. God is always at the top. And the intensity of this um, relationship takes over every part of your life. Um, and if you truly do want to start being that reflection to draw your twin flame to yourself, um, there's five important tenets that, which um, are the basis for Angel Healing House and everything that I do, which um, is number one is taking responsibility for your life. Um, therefore, there's no blame. There's no playing any victim and there's no fault finding. Number two is to forgive which is probably one of the most selfish things that we can do for, our, you know, for ourselves because it lifts the illusion off of you know, carrying around unforgiveness inside of us, not having any judgment. Um, again, you know, let another person walk their journey. It has nothing to do with you. And the fourth is um, put your emphasis on your gratitude and appreciation. And the fifth one is unconditional love, most of all, for ourselves, serve the divine inside of us, and then you go out and you then are able to serve the world. That is a wonderful start to be able to transmute your karma and to not be reactive, and then the energy changes inside, and then you draw different energy to yourself. Yeah, it, you know, the book is beautiful on the moment where here it here you are moving to all these different experiences, and then here we are now meeting the archangels and why the archangels are coming in, Metatron and Gabriel, and and it, it, it speaks to right what you're talking about. I mean, here you are to assist God. Here you are to be of service to God. And yeah. it's a beautiful moment in the book where, you get so engrossed with the book, and all of a sudden this happens, and you're like, oh, my God, well, that's, why we're, <laughs> that's why we're in this story. <laughs> we're in this story now yeah. to figure and this, okay, great, okay, so here we, right? And so it's, uh, yeah. yeah, go on. I, I was going to say, um, again, the book is written um, as an adventure, because throughout time, David, and you know this, um, throughout time, our most important lessons were handed down through history, through myths, and legends and fairy tales and around campfires and storytelling because they carried they carried the wisdom they carried the remembrance 
you know, handed down from generation to generation, from grandfathers or grandmothers and down through the ages. And so um, it helped at more than teaching, because I, I always say I never teach anybody anything. I help them remember the ancient wisdom. And that's what, that's what One True Home does. It reawakens us to, again, our divine eternal natures. We remember our journey that we all get to take and that, and, and the ancient wisdom that, uh, that we all have inside of us, ourselves. Yeah, and with that, I, I had posted today about a near-death experience that I had, like in 2000. And one of the things that I had recognized in that experience in, in that was I had this, at the time, tremendous worry and anxiety that would engulf me like, like nobody's business, probably part of being part of the entertainment industry at the time. <laughs> but... Uh, just this deep peace. And so when I was, I bring that up because I'm reflecting, reading your book, I was reminded of that. And so that was sitting with me and I was contemplating that and I would, you know, just kind of let it be, like not really try to figure anything out. And then it, you know, obviously it occurred to me, everything that you've been, you were talking about in the book that you mentioned, this remembering, that peace is already, is already here, that love mm. is already here, that it's yeah. already here. And we are, you know, we are moving through with, like, for me, I can only speak on my part, but when you talk about the the soul family, the soul people that we meet in our life, those are the ones that are helping us get back into the fullness of who we are. And so that was a beautiful remembering going through your book where I was able to go, oh, it it is here. (laughs) And and we come back. You know, I, actually, I spoke about this in my last, I think it was the last week's radio program, how we all, you know, wish for things and we expect instant, instant manifestation for our wishes, like I dream a genie blinking her eyes or whatever. And, it, and God never meant our wishes to be fulfilled that way because we're here to be of service to ourselves and service to others. And so many times when we wish for something, then we will we will bump into somebody who has just the right information for us. We will a friend will mention something, or we'll you know be led to uh, intuitively to go to an event, and something will unfold for us because uh, our, we we contract with our soulmates time and time again, who are in our soul family, to come back and to be of service to us to us, and for us to be of service to them. And then there's a great dance that we do to help each other be of service to the planet. Yes, and it's a great remembering as well that you put in your story where, uh, you know, self-realization, to that yes. we are here to be self-realized. And yes. once, and, once and you know, that intention, you, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to just interject quickly. You know who was very, very big on self-realization and self-actualization was our very, very dear uh, spiritual mentor and teacher, Wayne Dyer, who just passed. So much of his book was based on um, Abraham Maslow's work on on self-actualization. And uh, and his his guru, um, uh, I forget what his name was, but he was very big. His his whole foundation was once you're self-realized, then nothing else can touch you because and you know, people come and go, and events come and go, but that really doesn't affect who you are and your connection to the divine inside of yourself. 
You're you're so right. I remember I remember seeing Wayne Dyer live. One of the things that he used to always interject at his talks was he has he has eight kids. So he'd always say that his head was a solar dial of sex. You know, like because he was bald, right? And then everybody would laugh. <laughs> like, oh boy, here we go. Um, I'm gonna ask you one last question that I always ask the guests on my show. Then I'm gonna read something that I feel like is a great ending that's in your book that works as both a prayer and a good ending for the show. And for those of you listening, we've been talking to Claire Candy Hawk. You can get this book at AngelHealingHouse.com. Correct. Correct. You can also get it on Amazon as well. And Amazon as well. Uh, check out her show at blogtalk.com at Angel Healing House this Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. So, Claire, I know you've been on the show, so you already know what the question is. But just in case you don't, I'm going to repeat it. The question is, if your five-year-old self, you at five year, years old, was to walk into the room where you are now, what would you tell her? Let's go and play. <laughs> Let's go and talk. Let's Let's go and have fun. Let's go and roll down a hill and dance like a dervish and whirl around and and not take life so seriously. Let's go and play with the fairies and play with the angels and just see where the chips may fall. Um, and life will then give to you the same vibrance and the same creativity and passion and um you know, just just go have fun and don't take life so seriously. I mean, I, that really is the message. And believe me, it's taken me a long, long time to uh, to know that that is the importance of life. You know, when I just briefly, when I wrote my decree, my sacred pact with God, to to thank Him for my twin flame relationship, one of the things I asked for to show up in my twin flame was for him to make me laugh because I loved to giggle so much and to surprise <laughs> me. And I and you know Pete, I got that. He's oh he's the Mr. Joke. I mean, he's just incredible. And that's what I got. So um that's what that's what my five year old self like my five year old self would be like a Harper. She'd come in here and we'd go get some crayons, which I always do when when Harper comes over and we would color and we would play and we would laugh. Absolutely beautiful. Well, your book is beautiful. This journey is incredible. Um, to my listeners that are listening to this show or coming back to listen to it, we have been talking about One True Home, Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness uh, with Claire Candy Hoff. She's an incredible person that literally walks the walk. I've known her for quite some time, just so we're all honest with each other here so you don't think like, oh, boy, here we go. But she really walks <laughs> the walk. She really moves through her stuff when it comes up. She's a really a great teacher and mentor for me in my life when I'm going through stuff. I really appreciate you, Candy. And before I let you go, I'm going to read this part of the book because I really think this is a great little prayer and remembering for all of us. If only you could see yourself as God sees you. You are one of his children and he watches over you and protects you more than you can imagine. Hold this knowing of his profound love deep into your heart every second of the day. Feel his love surrounding you as if a pink as if a great pink cloud envelops you. In being blessed with the gift of free will and free choice, you have the power to choose love in all your decisions. By choosing love, you acknowledge your own divinity and your holy light inside. Know with all your being that you are loved and held close to God's heart in every second. And so it is. And so it is. is. 
And that is from One True Home, Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness, by the uh, walk-in herself, Claire Candy Hoff. Please say hello to uh, Mr. Pete <laughs> for me, and, and I, I will and, sooner and, rather than and later. Give, and give Miss Harper a kiss and a, and a huge hug to yourself. Thank you, David, for being in my life and uh, for being such a wonderful, wonderful shining light for our planet. Thank you so much, Candy. God bless you guys. Have a beautiful night. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Claire Candy Hoff joining us here on The Lion. Uh, Next week we'll be joined by Nicolette. She she does Feng Shui, and her work is incredible. She'll be on the show next Sunday at 8 o'clock. For those of you that want to get a copy of this book, please do. One True Home, Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness. Uh, Just a great adventure, great read, really colorful it will have you captivated. You can uh, go into your bedroom, sit in your bed, turn on the light, and uh, get comfortable and read a wonderful journey, a personal journey. Uh, so a lot of wisdom and insight, just like Candy herself and her wonderful husband, Pete, when you meet them. You can get that at angelhealinghouse.com. You can also get that on Amazon. Uh, if you want to get any of my books, you can feel free to get those on Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com. Just put in my name, David Matthew Brown. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me here on The Lion, where we are roaring for good on the planet and moving away from fear and loathing. Thank goodness for that. So peace and many blessings to you and your family. God bless your week, and always remember that you are loved and love itself as you walk on this planet. God bless.